On today's episode of Relative Currency, a well-rounded portfolio, if you if you will, will have this emergency fund. And so I think that the challenge is getting getting the money in there. I think the first thing is, you know, take inventory of how much is your living expenses per month. Some people don't know that. I know this is something that me and my wife, we had to go through and say, how much are we actually spending a month on stuff we actually need? So getting that number then gives you an idea of, okay, how can I get to this amount for a month, then two months, then three months, and then and then so on and so forth. Then, you know, rinse, lather, repeat until you get to your desired number of months. Brother, sister, and cousin, we've been relatives for a while. We're chatting about financial things. We're doing it family style. Cryptocurrency, stocks and loans, financial literacy. It'll be that and so much more on Relative Currency. Currency, fine-tuning financial literacy for the middle class. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the episode of Relative Currency. I'm Frank here with Treffin and Alicia, and we thank you guys for tuning in again. If this is your first time, welcome to the show. We want to encourage you to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Break In, TuneIn, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Please subscribe, leave us a rating. We do appreciate it. As you know, on a relative currency here, we're fine-tuning financial literacy for the middle class. We have an exciting topic today that some of you guys probably have heard of. Some of you guys may have it. You may not have it, but it's something that if you um, are, are working, uh, certainly you need to have this. And it's the, the idea of the emergency fund. And so before I get into the emergency fund and, and why you should have it, and I want to talk about what it's not, right? So the emergency fund. Uh, is not your savings account. Um, you should have a savings account, and, and you know I believe that. But your emergency fund is not your savings account because it's. I mean, it, I know some people may. We'll get into that later, but it's not your savings account. That's that's. We'll start there. The second thing is it's not. Is it's not a. It, it is money that you plan to possibly spend. Like you, you're not spending it, but it is an account that it's going to be debited from. So it's an account that you know you're going to be spending from. Um, at some point, um, you just don't know when, hence the emergency. Uh, and the last thing is that you it has to be solvent. It cannot be something that, well, we'll put some money in and it's, it may be, you know, it's like it's got to have whatever you projected to have in it. It's got to be there when you need it. Otherwise, it's not an emergency. If you have an emergency, then you don't have a fund. You just have an emergency. Um, and, and so I, I guess... What, I, what I'll start with is some of the parameters, and, and, and like I so said, you guys can fill in Treffin and Alicia, but I know that the general parameters are you want in your emergency fund probably about six to months of living expenses, and to maybe not scare you off, I'd say three to six months of living expenses, and that basically means that all of your stuff, your mortgage, your car payments, if you have them, whatever the bills, if you have you know child care, all those things, non-essential stuff, doesn't include Going off to Applebee's with the family doesn't include, you know, weekend trip anywhere. It just includes like what you need to to get to, to stay alive, basically. Grow, you know, food, all those things that are necessities. No, no um, amenities, no nothing fancy. And so I think the real challenge becomes how do you accumulate an emergency fund when you're living life, right? Because it's not exactly like you can just say, oh, you know what, this month I'm just going to take my check 
and just put it all in savings. Um, cause if you do that, you probably wouldn't have need, need for emergency fund. You just have all the money. I think, I think one, one of the ways to look at this long term is to say, you know, you really have to have be budgeting to have an emergency fund. I think a lot of, there, there's a survey they went around and said most Americans, if they had an emergency of more than $1,500 would be having to go either into credit card debt or possibly get into a, a payday loan or a shark, you know, loan shark type of deal. That's a very scary thing to think of that amount of money. So you can just imagine if you had a real problem, like you lost a job, disability, or you had a sickness um, and how those expenses could pile up. Um, also, it's good to have a sh uh, emergency fund because there are times where even if you have a job that pays short-term disability, it doesn't pay short-term disability the first day you get disabled. There's a period of time before that gets paid out. And then depending on if your employer pays it or if you pay it as an employee, it affects the amount you get. So you're still not going to get 100% of your salary. So you're going to want to be able to subsidize that as well. So those are things to also keep in mind when you think about why do I need an emergency fund? What could it be used for? Um, and, and, and so I think for you know, my my looking at it, my understanding of it is it's 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 one of those kind of things where you really have to look at it as something that you're actively putting money into all the time, meaning that it's something that you have to, you know, I would I won't say big bar still, but you have to go all in to just continue to put money into it because you you're going to need this money. And when you need it, you you it has to be there. So you have to make every effort possible to put in. So literally every dollar that you can put into it, you should put into it. I know that seems kind of like, oh, I should really put a dollar. It's like, yes, if you have spare money that you, that you is going to end up getting going to something else or getting wasted, some put it in your emergency fund because you don't know when you're going to need it. And and that's the thing. And the reason why I say it's different than the savings is in savings, you don't plan to spend it. Savings is like you're kind of keeping it and you want it. You're using your savings almost as like, almost like when you're buying a house, it's good to show that you have, you know, a good, you know, fifty hundred thousand dollars in savings so that it can you know it looks good for your 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 assets and things like that the emergency fund is simply for living and you have an emergency that you need to take care of without wrecking all of your other finances so it's a different way of looking at it i know some people have gone to savings during emergency and that's obviously one good way right if you if you don't have an emergency fund if you have savings you have to go into that i think that's fine but i think that a well-rounded portfolio, if you, if you will, will have this emergency fund. And so I think that the challenge is getting, getting the money in there. I think the first thing is, you know, take inventory of how much is your living expenses per month. Some people don't know that. I know this is something that me and my wife, we had to go through and say, how much are we actually spending a month on stuff we actually need? So getting that number then gives you an idea of, okay, how can I get to this amount for a month? then two months, then three months, and then and then so on and so forth. Then, you know, rinse, lather, repeat until you get to your desired number of months. And so I think that is something that a lot of people don't have, and it's caused a lot of issues. It's, I think a lot of people have gotten into financial hardships, not because they don't have money, but because they don't have the reserves for an emergency. And I think that this is something that um, in, a, in American culture, where we spend almost to the limits of what we make, um, we have to really look and make budgets and scale back and understand how much we really need to live on. So I'll just leave it there um, and let you guys kind of fill in anything that I kind of didn't touch on or just your thoughts in general on an emergency fund and, and how you go about filling in your emergency fund uh, if you have one. I would like to um, emphasize, as you were saying, because I think this is something that I only recently 
you know, was forced to acknowledge the emergency fund is not the same thing as the savings. So, for example, you you gave an example of saving for a house. Your three to six month emergency fund is separate from you saving for a house. And I think that, um, you know, sometimes even having um, two different accounts so that you are able to uh, clearly establish what is what keeps you from muddying the waters um, in terms of keeping that emergency fund separate. And you don't have to live very long. I can give you so many examples of when a, an emergency fund would be useful, uh, including a unexpected or expected job change. Sometimes with the timing of giving notice, leaving a job, whether or not a move is needed, um, it can put you in a, in a bad position if you're not prepared. And health crises or even just the way health insurance tends to function these days where, you know, if you're able to meet your deductible, you're now in an 80-20. So an unexpected medical expense that you owe 20% of is not necessarily something that you planned for and saved for, but this is where your emergency fund comes in. There are things that you can do. You can tighten your belt, but if you need to keep the lights on, the internet going, um, and the water running, and stay in your home, you need to have that money there ready. And this is just got to be distinct from what you're saving for towards other goals. So I have an emergency fund. I've never heard this term before until you actually started talking about it. I just, um, the only reason I have it is just I have money just in case I get injured because my insurance isn't the best in the world. So I know that I need to get international insurance, but my insurance only covers about a hundred thousand USD, which I don't think is a lot. And that's kind of why I have an emergency fund right now. Uh, and I'm also still shopping for some international insurance. And it's hard to, as an American, to get international insurance that will work also in the States. So I kind of have my emergency fund for when I change my job and get, like, if if I don't have good insurance with my next job so I can invest in better insurance. But uh, I, ne- I never heard the term until now. Cool. I mean, I think, I think it's something that a lot of people, the term may have different um, different labels, but it's the idea of, a fund that is a living a living fund that you can use, um, like I said, in the cases in the case of if if you have an emergency. I mean, really, it's like an, you don't know when you're gonna have an emergency. Yeah. I think that's the hardest thing about this topic yeah. is that, yeah. that I want to make clear is that this is if you have something that you're not you can't you're not gonna be able to predict this is gonna happen, and, and you but you've got to be ready. So for with it. this, so would. This kind of be in addition to insurance, I suppose. Yes, because um, as I mentioned, you're, okay. you you can have short-term disability insurance right from your job, but sometimes there's a period of time mm-hmm. before that could kick in. That's not going to kick in Im- immediately. It might be 30 days, might be 60 days. I don't know yeah. the different. There's different terms for these. You have mm-hmm. to read your understand those as well. So a lot of times, that. you may not. 
you may not be solvent right away. You can have insurance, everything can be great, but you're not solvent right away. And so that's what this is about. This is about, I need this money this month. Like life is going on and I need this money this month to live. And so that's why I was saying you have to, you know, um, put everything you can into trying to have an emergency fund of some level. Granted, it may not be six months worth. You may have to dip into it, but just having it there. And, and even if you're going into it is, is still helping you to be disciplined, as Lisa was saying about putting money in there and getting money from there, understanding that, Hey, this money is there and it's not a savings account. So we're not afraid to use it in an emergency. So if, as an example, if you have a major car repair, which, you know, it always happens, you pay off your car, you're excited. Then all of a sudden you got a transmission go out, right? That's an emergency. And so rather than having to be like, okay, do we have enough money, you know, from our everything? Cause a lot of times what happens is you'll be going fine. You'll have all your finances good, but then it's like, you don't have a $4,500 emergency money. Or, you know, uh, you know, if you have a medical issue, it's $6,000 or something, right? Something's not covered all the way. So that's what this is for, is to cover those gaps. Um, and obviously not, it's not, it's not in place of insurance. It's, it's a part of a well-rounded, um, portfolio of, 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 you know, accounts. But this is just one area we're touching on because I think that it's underrepresented and, and misunderstood and miscast as other accounts. And that's why I kind of try to start off with like, here's what it's not. Um, it's, it's, it's a spending account that you're going to eventually spend. You're assuming that it's not going to be there, but you need it to be there, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, and, and that's pretty, that's pretty much, um, that's pretty much, I think, I think we've got a really good understanding. And I, I, I hope that if you're listening to this and you don't have an emergency fund or you haven't heard of it, that you'll go and you'll start, you know, looking at your expenses, looking at your uh, monthly budget and saying, Hey, what do I need to have if I had an emergency? Because, I mean, most of us feel like we're invincible. We're, you know, we're all fairly young on this on this call, but time moves fast and things happen quickly. And just like that, you you know, you, you're having issues. And so um not trying to be pessimist or anything like that, but I think it's just important to understand that there's always going to be something that we can't foresee. And so it's important to be prepared. And that way you don't have to have a GoFundMe page every time something happens. I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to, right? Because you don't want to you don't be relying on GoFundMe when you have an emergency. So again, I want to thank you guys for for listening to this episode. We hope you got a lot from it. Again, we don't pretend to know everything. We're learning just like you are, but we feel like together we can all have a better understanding of this financial world. All you know, get better in our understanding of how to manage our finances. So we thank you guys for listening. We continue to ask you to support us by giving us a rating on the platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. You'll find us there. Just give us a rating. We'd appreciate it. And we thank you guys. We love you. And we'll see you on an episode of Relative Currency. Thank you for listening to Relative Currency. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and other major podcast platforms. 